Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, we are talking about the offensive line and who will start. I put on my detective hat, and I think I just might be able to tell and show you who is the starting offensive line for the Tennessee Titans currently. Then we're going to hit on some individual player notes, talk about Robert Woods and his recovery from ACL. How important can he be to the Titans? Traylon Burks, punt returning. We're going to discuss all of that as well as Malik Willis's progress and what he clearly seems to be struggling with during training camp. All of that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we are going to dive into today's training camp practice for the Titans. We have a lot to discuss. I think I might just know who the starters are on the offensive line. Before we get into that, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform that you do stream. I'm going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content from now until next summer. So make sure that you stay locked into the Locked On Titans podcast, free and available on all platforms, including the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there, smash the notification bell, and if you're watching right now, throw a thumbs up on the video. It goes a long way to help support in the channel. You can find me on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook at Locked On Titans Pod. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Tennessee Titans fanatic for nearly 25 years and a certified film junkie. Well, diving into today's Tennessee Titans practice, all I really know is that the Titans were wilding, styling, profiling, limousine riding, and it's getting hard to hold these Titans down. Woo! I say all that to say this. Ric Flair made an appearance at the end of Tennessee Titans practice, and if you're a old-time attitude era, even later than that wrestling fan like I was, then you know how cool that uh, moment had to be for the team. But that was probably the biggest news of the day because the reality is the Titans had a very, very scaled back practice. There's no highlight plays to talk about anything like that. The Titans had a very short practice that was all just jogged through, really trying to uh, be conservative and move slowly with the ramp up process at the beginning of training camp. But I uh, zoomed in, cleaned off my glasses. And I think I just might have solved a training camp mystery. Who is starting on the Titans' offensive line? We know Ben Jones, Taylor Lewan, and Nate Davis. But what about left guard and what about right tackle? Folks, I am going to give you some visual evidence here that I think you, uh, you may enjoy. So if you're watching on YouTube, check this out. This is my evidence. Boom. You guys see that? Right there, for those who are just the audio folks, Ben Jones is 
it's a drill. If you guys can't see it, they're doing just a drill. Just a couple of people. It's two guys, the center and the guard. And who are the very first people to step up in line to run this drill? None other than Ben Jones, who we know is the starting center for the Titans. And next to him is Aaron Brewer at left guard. Those are the only two people in the drill. They're firing out and and working on combination blocks and working on the type of steps that you take with the Titans offensive line. So there's a picture for you of evidence. That is what I'm going off of here. Also, earlier in practice, there was a drill with three offensive linemen. And you had Raidens on one side, you had Ben Jones in the middle, and you had Taylor Lewan on one side. Now, you guys may think I'm crazy, and it doesn't mean it's ironclad and locked down. It's the first couple of days of training camp. Things could change. But based on that, if any of you have played football at any level, when you're doing individual position drills, who's in the front? The best player. The top guy on the depth chart. Who goes second? The second team. Who goes third? The third team. And anybody after that is guys fighting for the reps. So to me, if I see Ben Jones and Aaron Brewer going up, and then I see Ben Jones flanked by two tackles and Dylan Radins and Taylor Lewan, that tells me everything I need to know right now. The Titans starting offensive line right now is Dylan Radins, Nate Davis, Ben Jones, Aaron Brewer, and Taylor Lewan. And not only that, But Mike Vrabel raved about Aaron Brewer after practice. He said he's uh, agile, he's quick, he's tougher than a $2 steak. That's an old school saying. I like hearing that. He talked about how Aaron Brewer can make movements that guys that are a little bit bigger than him simply cannot make. And I'm going to punctuate and support my point of looking at the order of the players in positional drills as a way to tell the depth chart. By saying this, shout out Paul Kaharski, who put out an article today going over something that Kevin Byard had to say about the positioning of guys as they line up for drills. Kevin Byard has been telling Roger McCreary, go up further in the line. You want a veteran to tell you, hey, get behind me, rather than a veteran have to tell you, put yourself up. Kevin Byard knows that Roger McCreary is important to this team, and he is imploring him to move himself up in the line when it comes to the the line of who's getting reps in what position. So, one, I know this from my personal experience, but I'm going to put that to the side because I didn't play past high school. But an NFL first team All-Pro is also acknowledging that your place in line for drills is a reflection of the pecking order. That is a fact. So I have my own personal opinion. My evidence, I'm throwing up the picture again, Ben Jones, Aaron Brewer next to each other, along with Ben Jones, Taylor Lewan, Dylan Radins doing their version of drills earlier in the day. And then Kevin Byard himself is punctuating my philosophy by telling Roger McCreary, you need to put yourself up further in line. Put yourself higher in the pecking order ahead of some veterans. The order in which guys go through these drills does matter. It is an indication. It is evidence. Another one that I want to point out, just for evidence, defensive back drills. They had them in in rows of four, four guys in each row. 
Who was the first four? Kevin Byard, Amani Hooker, Caleb Farley, and Christian Fulton. At tight end, Chig Aconquo getting reps at number two ahead of Jeff Swaim in certain drills. So, take from that what you will. But I do think, if I do say so myself, Watson, that I have solved the mystery of the Titans' offensive line. So there you go. With a terrible accent, just to really drive the point home. The Titans starting number one offensive line right now, Dylan Radins, Nate Davis, Ben Jones, Aaron Brewer, Taylor Lewan. Will it change? I don't know, but I'd bet you any money you want that if we see the starting offensive line in the first preseason game, that is exactly what the group will be. So there you go. I did the work for you. Moving forward, though, we got to talk about some individual player notes. As I said, it wasn't a crazy practice, wasn't a big practice, really scaled down, jog-throughs, not, not really a lot to uh, to discuss on the field, but we got some good updates and some good, uh, some good comments from a guy like Robert Woods. Also want to talk to you about Demarcus Walker and Rashad Weaver. Talk about Traylon Burks getting an opportunity to punt return. Very excited about that, and we'll talk about some of the struggles that it seems like Malik Willis is having early on in training camp. So, a lot to discuss on today's show. Before we get into the rest of it, do want to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bar. You get all of the benefits of a protein bar. You're going to get low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, all of that. But you're going to get all of the benefits of a candy bar. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. They have a ton of different textures and flavors like the crunch bars, the puff bars. I mean, just absolutely delicious. Most of the, see, just thinking about some of these other protein bars, <coughs> oh God, they're chalky, they're waxy, they're hard to choke down. Like I said, just thinking about them leads me to, to have an issue. Built Bar, you're never going to have that. Just absolutely delicious. I, I I really can't. This is as personal of an ad I can read to you guys. The Built Bars are fire. Go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Titans fans, we are going to continue today's show breaking down everything you need to know from Titans training camp practice. We went over my evidence and me trying to solve the mystery of the offensive line. I think I'm on to something. But now I want to talk about just some individual players uh, during practice. It wasn't a crazy practice or anything like that, but we still got some, some good notes on some individual guys that I'm going to dive into. Before we do, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every single day. I'm going to be putting out free daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content on all platforms from now until next summer. So make sure that you stay locked in here with me on the Locked On Titans podcast, your number one daily Tennessee Titans podcast in the world. But moving forward here, going to do some notes on some individual players that I, uh, I thought were, were interesting. Number one, Robert Woods. 
Robert Woods, and also, guys in the chat, if you're in the chat right now, do me a favor. Let me know how the audio sounds. Is it coming through clear? I think my uh, AirPods died, so I can't really hear any audio uh, or anything like that. So I just want to make sure that technically everything is going well. And also, this will uh, set us up. I'd like to take some questions at the end of the show from the comment gallery and from the guys watching live right now on YouTube. So throw in some comments. Let me know how things are sounding. Let me know your thoughts, your questions, all of that. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kendrick. Kendrick Gonzalez, I appreciate you. Thank you. So moving forward, Robert Woods looks incredible, man. Without the brace, some of the drills that he was running today and some of the videos, just moving with such quickness, with such intention. And Robert Woods came out this, uh, today and said his priority is being ready for week one. That is his priority. And, and I got to tell you, based on the way he looks in practice right now, Mike Vrabel said he's about 90%, not 100%. He looks great. And Robert Woods also, I want to point this out because he is an amazing leader. Robert Woods, last guy off the field. And number two, in his press conference on Thursday, he talked about going up against another ACL recovery guy in Caleb Farley. And he talked about how you know good of a guy Caleb Farley is, how hard he's been working, how much promise Caleb Farley has as a player. So not only did Robert Woods' comments get me excited about Woods and what he can be for this team this year, but it also got me excited for Caleb Farley. Robert Woods doubling down. He said the Titans are going to have a good player for a long time. So uh, love hearing all of that. Hey, tighten up, Titan Anderson. Uh, T.A., my guy, check out his show as well. He does a great job. A-minus says, let's skip the regular season, pencil us in for the playoffs, and let's scheme for the playoffs. Listen, I get it. I want to get back to the playoffs and accomplish great goals as well. But I'm going to sound philosophical when I say this. Enjoy the journey, guys. Don't try to fast forward to the playoffs. Enjoy the journey, the week to week, in and out of the season. That's what it's really about, man. That's what only one team wins the Super Bowl every year. We have to enjoy the ride, especially while we have a very good football team in front of us. But moving forward, two guys that I want to talk about here. Demarcus Walker and Rashad Weaver, two guys on the defensive line and in the front seven that I think will have to make a huge impact as rotational guys for the Titans this year. Of course, Demarcus Walker came over from Houston. Rashad Weaver going into his second year, coming off the devastating uh, broken leg last year. But both those guys getting some positive comments. So I want to point this out again. Paul Kaharski said this today after practice. Quote, defensive lineman Demarcus Walker is being rewarded with chances for an offseason that got him one of the offseason MVP awards, end quote. So Demarcus Walker won MVP in the offseason on defense, and Paul Kaharski is making a note to say that he is getting optimal and plentiful opportunities during training camp practice. And I, because I'm just, I'm the greatest detective in the world like I'm Batman, looked at the defensive line drills. And to apply what we talked about earlier, in the defensive line drills, the first two guys up, Tart and Jeffrey Simmons. The second two guys up were Demarcus Walker and why can't I think of who the last guy would be? Well, you had Demarcus Walker as one of the top guys in the pecking order. So 
when you see that, that kind of co-op, Paul is telling us, hey, they're really giving Demarcus Walker opportunities. I see in the drills that he's running second team defensive line. It was Demarcus Walker and Deshaun Hand were the second group of guys behind Tart and Simmons to get up there. Remember, this is just interior guys, so you're not going to have your edge rushers. And then behind him, it was, or behind those two, it was Larell Murchison and I believe Kevin Strong and then uh, Naquan Jones. Um, Naquan Jones and, see, now we're getting into where my memory is just trying to to remember guys. Uh, I think uh, Sam Okoyanonu, I think, went after that. So the pecking order of drills matters. It matters. Hey, Titans Rossi, tighten up, man. Check out his show as well. Got some really great Titans content creators in the chat right now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. But Demarcus Walker, high in the pecking order in terms of drills and getting shouted out from a beat reporter who can't say a ton. The Titans really locked down the beat reporters. But Paul Kaharski coming out and saying, hey, Demarcus Walker is getting opportunities based on winning offseason MVP. He is telling us without telling us Demarcus Walker is high in the pecking order. And based on what I saw with the defensive line, I'm inclined to believe that Deshaun Hand, Haskell Garrett, thank you, in the comments, yes, it was uh, Haskell Garrett and then Naquan Jones running together. So I'll review the tape and get that all in line, but I can tell you for certain Jeffrey Simmons and Tart were the first two guys, and then after that it was Deshaun Hand and Demarcus Walker. I mean, that is telling you a ton about how they viewed Demarcus Walker along with Paul Kaharski's tweet I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. Demarcus Walker is going to be a player on this team, and I have said consistently throughout the last month, Demarcus Walker is going to make this team. I believe it. And everything I've seen the last two days, the defensive MVP award from the offseason, Paul Kaharski's tweet saying he's getting a lot of opportunities, and then what I saw in that drill in the pecking order, boom, right there. Uh, two, on Rashad Weaver. Mike Rabel talked a lot about Rashad Weaver uh, in his press conference on Thursday. He talked about not only Rashad Weaver uh, making strides as a player, but Mike Vrabel said he is getting closer and closer to being a real contributor on special teams, which as we know from following this organization, that you have to be a contributor on special teams as a young guy to find your place on the roster. That's what they want. So good to hear that from Weaver. I know we all want him out there sacking the quarterback, but if he can find a way to be a core special teamer for the Titans this year on coverage units, then that'll lead to him getting more opportunities on the defense. So you love hearing that about Walker and Weaver, two guys who will be very important as rotational depth guys on the Titans defense. The last thing I wanted to mention is Traylon Burks, who continues to just be the number one star of Titans camp. Mike Rabel mentioned something quite interesting today that Traylon Burks will get an opportunity as a punt returner in the preseason. Vrabel said this, quote, Burks as a punt returner showed tough to tackle. If he can catch, secure, make the first guy miss, he has a chance to help. No evaluation yet. No gunners coming at him. Hope to see him do it in a preseason game, end quote. So Traylon Burks, not only looking to cement himself as one of the top wide receivers for the Titans and a top playmaker, but also a guy who will look to get some punt return chances. Now, I think that Kyle Phillips will be the full-time punt returner. However, I think in big moments, putting Traylon Burks back there 
may not be a bad idea, an added explosive element to the Titans team. But with all that being said, it's time to move into our final segment of the day. In the chat, I want to take some of your guys' questions. Start putting in the questions right now so I can answer them in the final segment. At the beginning of the final segment, though, we're going to talk about Malik Willis and just some of the little little issues that uh, he seems to be happening, just part of his progression with the Titans. So we're going to dive into all of that in just a second. Titans fans, we are going to cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about my uh, crime-solving skills and trying to figure out the mystery of who the Titans' starting offensive line is. We talked about some of the individual players and some of the things that they did uh, during Thursday's really scaled-back practice that was just a a walkthrough, just a jog-through things like that. Now I want to talk about some of the struggles that Malik Willis is having. And I don't want to call them struggles. I don't even like the way that I'm framing that personally because these are things to be expected of a young quarterback. Before we get into that, though, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round. Free and available, your team every day, all the taglines. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. I actually host the Thursday show. You get your Titans news here with me. Get your national NFL news with the Locked On NFL podcast. But let's talk about Malik Willis. So, a couple of things that that stood out to me. And again, guys, throw your questions in the chat. I'm going to end the show taking a couple of questions and uh, seeing what you guys have to say. I'll I'll do shout-outs, give you guys questions, whatever you want. But moving forward. Malik Willis, one thing that's incredibly noticeable. He seems to struggle when he's going to his left, rolling out. So there was a specific drill where Logan Woodside and Malik Willis back-to-back were rolling out to their left-hand side. So you're throwing across your body. And Malik was doing this weird thing where he was like, when he threw the ball, Instead of continuing with your running motion and letting your momentum carry you, he was like jumping into his throw with both feet. Very peculiar. Did not look comfortable or normal at all. Did not look smooth. So I think that's definitely something that he's struggling with right now. I mean, it's blatantly obvious. I'm not any kind of high-level coach or anything like that, but it does not look pretty or comfortable right now, I would say the least. So... That's a mechanical thing that he has to work on. And you have to wonder, as I talked about yesterday, they're overthrowing his mechanics and overhauling his throwing motion and taking it all in all at once. It may be hard to do. This is a perfect example of why it's so important that Malik Willis have the entire season to get ready. That's exactly why. This is exactly why. He not only does he have to learn the offense, all these different things that are different from a low level of college football, not super low, but a lower level of college football than normal. He was never under center. So the competition level, overhauling the mechanics. I mean, there is so much on Malik Willis's plate right now. Learning the offense, learning the operation, changing mechanics. It's too much for a guy to worry about and per- perform in football games. That's why 
everyone was so excited about the Malik Willis pick. Even if you're a Malik Willis hater, and there are a ton of you out there, surprisingly, they took him with the 86th pick. There's no risk, and he has a full season to sit and learn and work on all these things that are concerned. Also, some people reported he was having some accuracy issues thrown to the outside. Now, that's peculiar because he was better at throwing outside than he was throwing over the middle. And another drill that the Titans were working on him with was throwing screen passes from different arm angles. Something that he's got to get more comfortable with as well. So again, I guess, as I said yesterday, at some point it's time to turn the page from the excitement of Malik Willis and realize that he truly does need this full red shirt year. Now, as I've said throughout since he's been drafted, later in the season, when things calm down for him a little bit, I think they absolutely have to put in some packages for Malik to utilize his skills, but not right now. Let the kid work on what he's got on his plate. So some of those things showing up that are obvious mechanical things, he's got to work on them. And I believe that he will. And again, There was a reason that the pick was unanimously celebrated because the Titans are the perfect situation for Malik to have that red shirt year to work on these things. It's perfect. All right, so I want to get into some of these comments, questions, things like that. Throw your comments, throw your questions in the chat here. I got about three and a half, four minutes doing shout outs, giving answers, all that. First Impressions TV, one of my favorite Titans YouTubers. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Ezilla, let me get a shout-out. Well, there you go, Ezilla. Shout-out to you. Miles Greenwood, uh, heart back to you, buddy. Daylight says, do you think we have a top 15 offensive line? Uh, I can't say that right now. No, I can't say that right now. Can't yet. Got to see what they do. Got to see who they pick. Uh, I believe that they will be by the end of the year, but right now with adding two new starters, Raidens and Brewer, who are both, you know, question marks, I can't say it's top 15 right now. Uh, Miles Greenwood, if you could do one drill at training camp with the team, what would it be? Well, for me, I would do one of the wide receiver drills. Looking at today where they got the, you know, they got the the ladder, the cloth ladder down on the ground, and you're pumping your feet in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, come out of the break, catch a pass, cut up field, sprint to the end zone. If I had to do just like a drill, yeah, that's what I would want to do. But obviously, I'd want to play running back in like team 11 on 11. That would be, I played running back. So um, uh, that would be probably what I would go with, even though I would get, literally guys, it would be like going into the ring with a professional boxer, like a professional heavyweight. Like I would probably die. Like imagine if Jeffrey Simmons hit me. I'm five nothing. About a buck 85. I would get smoked, buddy. A lot different than playing low-level high school football in Ohio, I'll tell you that much. Um, the running back drills seem fun. Yes, they do, First Impressions TV. All the drills seem fun, man. I, I'm One thing today, I was watching a few videos, and you can hear the, the inaudible talking. You can hear the whistles in the background. You can hear the feet hitting the ground, um, the, the faint music as, man, just makes you, makes you miss ball. Uh, thanks, OJ. OJ didn't do it. Love your channel. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Datsun Worldwide, if it takes Long uh, Jr., David Long Jr., year three to get a start and four to get ready to create real value for themselves, uh, is that much harder for a QB? No, but I think the thing is the Titans don't want it to take that long with Malik Willis year three because the whole goal is you can get all Tannehill's money and utilize a quarterback on his rookie contract 
That's a big advantage if your starting quarterback is still on his rookie deal. It allows you to build out the rest of the team. So if the Titans have to wait until year three or year four for Malik Willis, it kind of limits that value. Uh, just wait till he is forced to stay in the pocket if he is struggling against ULM North Texas DBs. But see, man, that's not that's not entirely fair either. I mean, there are quarterbacks who are really good quarterbacks, like a Tony Romo, who played low-level college football that ended up being good. So it's not always that cut and dry. Or guys like Tim Tebow would be studs. Guys like Jamarcus Russell would be studs. Then you would just go off who the best college football player was at the highest level and just pick that. It doesn't always work like that. It's more complicated. Um, yeah, I read all this and I watch all the nudes feed today at my lunch break at work. Everything you went over, I already knew. Even Willis skips when he passes, shaking my head. Okay, well, most people did know that from watching him in college, but that's why it's so important that he has a red shirt year. Appreciate the news. Thank you, Top Troop. Doing my best here. I'm kicking field goals. <laughs> hey, Miles, uh, with Caleb Shudik on PUP, you might have a chance to actually get some work in. Um, first impressions. Have you seen Roger McCreary highlight where he intercepted Burrow? He mossed Jamar Chase and he's really short. Yeah, he's only about five foot eleven, six foot tall, but Roger McCreary is a demon out there. So not surprised. One of the big pluses about Roger McCreary is one of the reasons he got first round buzz is because against some of the best wide receivers in the NFL over the last few years that have come from the SEC, he's done a great job of locking them down. I really have time to be a fan of Malik, uh, spend most interaction trying to be humble, point out reality. But reality sometimes can be too pessimistic, so there's no reason to be that. I'd practice being the water boy. Nicholas, that is probably the more safe way to go. It costs $18 million to move on next year from Tannehill. Exactly. Exactly. So saving that money is a big plus of being able to do it. He's hunting laces for his fingers. That's why he stutter steps. Hmm. That's interesting that he has a has a hard time getting the ball in the right spot in his hands. Again, those are all things that can be corrected, and he has ample amount of time to do so. Last one here from Jerry Self. He says, if we are going off of his potential and ceiling, why even play college ball? Just do seven on seven. Put anybody at quarterback that has a strong arm and it's fast. I, I just feel like you're being obtuse here. Uh, obtuse, Jerry. Uh, I, it's just a bit ridiculous to say nobody play college football. Co how you perform in college does matter in the evaluation along with your traits. And Malik Willis was a game breaker in college. He was awesome in college. So, I, I mean, yeah, it's a lower level, but lower level football players, football is the one sport where you can come from anywhere and make a way. Because it's not about what you did in college and all of that. Yeah, that may give you a better opportunity at the start, but if you're a great football player, you're going to find a way to play in the NFL. And growth is not a linear thing. It's Growth isn't the same for everybody. People come along at different times. So does that mean that Malik Willis will be a stud? No, but just because he had issues in college doesn't mean that he can't get better. So that's what we're looking at. And... um. Tavasius, I hope I said that. Tavasius, let me know. Let me know if I said that right. I, I really get off on getting people's names right the first time I see him. Tavasius, I think. How has Kyle Phillips come along? Good. Haven't really heard a lot about Kyle Phillips. Kind of been, uh, you know, under wraps, but I, I feel pretty confident in Kyle Phillips' skill set. But anyways, that's going to do it for me today, guys. The Titans are practicing tomorrow, but here's what I will tell you. I'm going, I'm taking vacation over the weekend. I have a bachelor party for a good friend. We're going... Uh, out into uh, a remote location to a cabin to have some some fun. Uh, I may not be as active as possible. I probably won't be doing 
a, a show tomorrow night, but I might put together a little five minute video on my cell phone and post it to the channel. Um, just to, uh, just to get some content out there. Cause I love it, uh, too much. Uh, Miles says hydrate. You gosh dang right, Miles. I'm going to be doing a lot of hydrating. Uh, maybe not always water, but I'll try to hit the water heavy right now. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. God, football is back, and I'm so happy about it. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.